Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Raining Sneakster podcast. This title of the podcast is called Early Ed and COVID-19. For those of you who don't know, I have been an early learning professional for nearly 10 years. Over the course of these 10 years, I have learned many different things that have helped me both in personal, professional, and academic life. As we all know, the world has changed and most likely will never be the same. Since March of this year, I have been working from home, facilitating remote learning opportunities for preschool aged children. For those of you who don't know, that's children's ages 3, 4, and 5. So every day during the week, uh, what I do is I get on the computer and we do a Microsoft Teams or we do a Zoom call where we try to adjust learning that would be done in the classroom to remote lifestyle sessions. The purpose of this podcast is to be informative as well as constructive and also I want to offer any I want to welcome feedback um, from early learning professionals as well as people who aren't necessarily in the early education community. This podcast will hopefully provide some more insight as to how COVID-19 pandemic has affected early learning. In addition, I will be providing some information regarding new changes in protocols for Washington State. I work in King County, which is in Washington State, and I work in South Seattle. Many training modifications have been put into effect in response to COVID-19. In regard to training for people who are just getting into the early childhood education field, a temporary and shortened version of childcare basics is still available. It's available in English, Spanish, and Somali, and you would see it in the DCYF training portal under the COVID-19 temporary health and safety training. So the standard here is you must complete childcare basics version during the 2021 to 22 school year. And then you have to complete the full childcare basics training right now. In addition to the childcare basics, changes have been made to the CPR, first aid, bloodborne pathogens, food worker card, as well as the safe sleep training. Again, this is all training requirements for new hires who are starting in the early learning field.
In addition to the new hire requirements, existing staff who work in Washington State are still required to do in-service training, CPR, first aid, bloodborne pathogens, safe sleep, as well as their annual health and safety training. So starting July 1st of 2020, so this past summer, all of the providers have one year to complete 10 hours of in-service training. So there is a note on the DCYF website that states, if you are unable to complete training within the time frame, keep an eye out for additional information that will be available in the spring of 2021. In addition to the mandatory trainings for new hires and existing staff, there is also an abundance of professional development opportunities facilitated by the City of Seattle, DCYF of Washington, as well as Child Care Aware of Washington. All of these trainings have been moved to online and remote-based opportunities due to the pandemic. Prior to March of this year, uh, they were in person, and you could register for them at the Merit Portal, and you could find your state-approved trainings, and you can book them from there. There's an abundance of free trainings as well as paid. Oftentimes, check with your employer. There may be a reimbursement statute to allow them to pay you back for the paid training. professionals to attain professional development courses as well as some requirements for new and existing hires. I do want to speak about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected early learning and particularly the children. Um, It is something that I have seen firsthand as well as the effects that it does have on the families. So I can imagine that it would be extremely hard for families to transition from working and having that access of childcare to bring their child in every day while they have to go to work. But unfortunately, that's no longer the case, and it hasn't been for nearly a year now. Um, when we think about it, it's December, and we started in beginning of March of 2020, and most likely that many centers will remain closed. I know that there are a few centers in Washington State that are no longer offering in-class sessions for these preschool-age children, but there are ones who still do, and those centers in particular do have to meet certain health and safety requirements. Um, To my knowledge and to my research, I have not found any ECAP or Head Start classes that are still functioning uh, traditionally. They have all either moved to remote style sessions 
or a hybrid style learning. Hybrid style refers to two days on, two days off, or half day programs. One of the ways that Washington State Department of Children, Youth, and Families has began to combat the COVID-19 pandemic was by creating an emergency childcare waiver and the exception process in order for programs and communities to respond uh, more quickly and effective to COVID-19. So this was put in place due to the mass amount of closures of centers and home cares and uh, family-based providers. Another way that DCYF is impacting the enrollment process is that they're mandating licensed childcare providers to provide um, up-to-date accounting of all program closures within 24 hours of that initial closure. In addition, open slots for each group the provider is licensed to serve. So in other words, if a child drops from that program, they are supposed to notify the licensor that this child has dropped um, in hopes of finding another to replace it. Um, So they do that through the uh, Washington uh, Compass Provider Portal, which is uh, similar to Merit, uh, but it's a center-based provider um, registry. So they have to upload and notify that within 48 hours of any type of capacity change that the licensor is allowed to serve. some resources as well as some knowledge on what's going on in Washington State, I did want to provide you a little bit of reflection on my end. Um, Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I have been doing this since March. Uh, It's working eight hours a day from home, in addition to providing family service calls and wellness checks, as well as doing all of the other data entry that I am required to do as a lead teacher. Um, This is something that I always done on site, but you know, as we know, we're up and moving with the children. If you're in the classroom, uh, there is really no downtime. So making that change from being stagnant to eight to 10 hours a day has truly impacted the way I operate and manage my time. Uh, it's something that has uh, improved over the last 10 months. Um, personally, I do not I didn't adapt well, but um, it is a change that I am, you know, willing to make and progressing through. So with that, um, I do want to open it up to whoever, you know, ends up listening to this um, to provide some feedback on, you know, what you've been going through, if you have children and how have they been affected, Um, you know, if you are a childcare worker or a, um, somebody who is, you know, involved in early ed. 
Um, what have you seen change? What stands out most to you? Um, to kind of keep this conversation going, I will share it on a few social media platforms as well as post it on uh, the North Seattle College uh, ECE board as well. So again, thank you for listening. Uh, this was a podcast entitled uh, Early Ed in COVID-19. Thank you.